I assume we're here for your Twitch stream. <laughs> yeah, right. And what are we playing? Are we playing Grand Theft? Are we going yeah. Fortnite? I was thinking more like Pretty Pretty Princess or something like that, you know. What the hell is that? I don't know if that's an actual video game, but it's a great board game. <laughs> okay. Did you just say we're going to play a board game on Twitch? I think I've found my niche. There's an audience for everything. Analog Influencer. Hi, buddy, and welcome to The Human Element. Please play Bed of Election Music now. Jason, you like these cues? I love it. This is it. It's almost here more than any other U.S. election in my lifetime, and we've established in this pod just how long that has been. The 2020 race has, for good or bad, captivated the attention of the U.S. and to some extent the world. Seemingly everyone is trying to read the digital tea leaves and figure out who's going to win, where, when, and why. So, followers though we may be, we are going to jump into the deep end of the political pod pool with our highly bipartisan, not-so-political, don't-let-it-scare-you, Election Day pod. I am joined by the real OG Human Element crew, the intrepid and charming Chelsea. Hi, everyone. It's iconic. <laughs> it's literally you have a catchphrase. I do. Broadcasting live from her apartment where she has been trapped for the past 170 plus days. And magician-in-chief, producer Jason, streaming from the now hipster-besieged countryside of the Hudson Valley. It is rough up here. We are drowning in kombucha. <laughs> it's all IPA, kombucha, and flint. Uh-huh. All right. Hi to you both. Are you ready? We are going to do predictions. I am ready. This, I think, All will right. be the, the first and last time I will have fun thinking about this election. So let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is really true. All right. As a reminder, Kara and the human element are nonpartisan entities. We are not political experts. You should not participate in any gambling on any future site based on our predictions. And I certainly wouldn't count on planning any tax policy or personal finances based on them. Having said that, let's dive in. As an icebreaker, do you remember the first time you voted? Yeah, okay. First time I voted was actually at prom. It was a somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Connecticut. And I put a piece of paper in a tissue box. I've never felt more freedom in my life. I I love how you interpreted this question. I was actually talking about real voting, but that's the best answer ever. So we're just going to leave it. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Jace, first time you voted. Yeah, so I turned 18 while in college in 2004. And so I cast an absentee ballot mailed back to the fine state of Connecticut. And there's really nothing memorable about that. I, I, th I think I remember sealing it in the envelope. I put a letter in the mail. There was no stirring music. There was no sort no, of West I, Wing, I mean, Sorkin dialogue. I mean, it was a rather milk toast year for voting anyway. <laughs> yes, the Carrie Bush race was not exactly <laughs> riveting. Not a barn burner. No, not at all. It has been estimated that turnout across the country will be record-breaking. Certainly, early voting has been significantly elevated from previous years. It looks like in 2016, 133 million people voted. What is your guesstimate and prediction for total vote count this year? Chels, you got something you look uh, pained. 
I don't know. If I had a guess, like 85%, I think. <laughs> 85% is yeah, her no, answer. It's, it's, we're looking for the raw <laughs> count number, the total number of votes, my friend. Uh, 85% of them. <laughs> yeah, you do the math. <laughs> <laughs> what is your answer to the total raw count? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many people are there in America? Well, let's call it 330 million. Okay, so 85% of that is Chelsea's guess. Okay. Well, I'll I'll calculate that while we sit. Thank here. you. So I have I have a guess on either side of 150. I think we're going to beat 150 in raw voting, but I think less than 150 are actually going to be counted for a variety of reasons. Okay. So you you think 150 over 150 million cast, but counted will be below that. Yes. Okay. I'm not sure we're actually going to be able to get those numbers, but uh, in keeping with the uh, with the traditions of this pod, we will effort to try. Uh, Chelsea, the answer to your question is 280 million. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but only half of those will be counted. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying 140 million. You might actually yeah. be right on number. <laughs> That's how I usually do all my math. Okay, Chelsea with the winning guess, just using a little <laughs> okay. bit of circular. Robert, math. what is your actual guess? Because you're probably the most qualified to have a good guess. I don't know about qualified. Yeah, no, I, I'm, 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 I'm all in around 151, 152 million. Um, when will we know the winner of the presidential election? Jace, I'll start with you. Early January, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea. It's going to be based down on which broadcast network. So one will decide on the fourth, and the other one's going to keep recounting until they get the answers they want. <laughs> that was fair and balanced, Chelsea. Yeah, that, that was very fair and balanced. Um, the correct answer is November 3rd. Okay. We may not have an official call, but we will know on, on November 3rd. All right, let's get into a few state predictions. We're going to zip through these. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are we taking notes on these? We have to hold ourselves all right, uh, hold on. to account here. Okay, well, I have all my answers because they're right in front of my face. So okay, uh, hang on. I can share them with you later. Oh, I'm, I'm, this, is, this is us with paper. All right. Yeah, great. Trump, Biden. Kanye. Florida. Uh, how do I want to do this grid? <laughs> Shut up. We'll play some stalling music right now. Jesus we're uh, we're going back to the political data center somewhere in New Jersey to uh, uh, tabulate some stuff. Okay, I actually I have an idea. Uh, let's see. Uh, 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 Pennsylvania. Let's make sure we get all this in. Mm-hmm. Arizona. Okay. Are we ready? Yep. Joined now live by our chief statistician, Swartz. <laughs> That's right. At the big board. All right. Um, Florida. Florida's going Trump. Trump. I say Trump. Uh, that's unanimous. Yep. Wow. North Carolina. Biden. Biden. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. All three on uh, North Carolina. Did we share our homework? Texas. Trump. Trump. I'm going for it. No. I knew you would. I knew you would. I am going to say there's a shock to the world. And I'm going to say that Biden wins wow. uh, narrowly in Texas. This is a shock today. It'll be even well, more shocking on the day. I, I feel like I feel like I have to do something here that like gets out of the box. We're all going to have the same darn answers. All right. Uh, <laughs> Georgia. Trump. I think Biden. Really? Mm-hmm. 
we've got two Trumps and a Biden on that one. So I decided to go with Texas as the big upset, not Jordan. Okay. okay. Pennsylvania. Biden. Biden. Yeah. Uh, Arizona. Biden. Trump. Biden in Arizona. But I have no real, like, solid thinking for that. Wisconsin. <laughs> so. Wisconsin. Biden. Biden. All three to Biden. Uh, Minnesota. Biden. Biden. Agreed. Michigan. Biden. Trump. Oh. Shells with the Trump and Michigan. That's a bold call. That's bold. Yeah. I, I, I feel like Michigan's been locked down for a while, but let's see. All right, last two. Uh, Nebraska second, congressional district, Omaha district. Mm-hmm. I have Biden in that. I have Trump. Uh, Jason and I are both going Biden in that congressional district. Maine two. This one's tight. That's Trump. I think Biden. Interesting. I'm going Biden in, the, in Maine too. I'm going Biden in Maine too. All right, uh, let's jump into the next one. What is your electoral count? 280, 258. Oof, you got it tight. Yep. 305, 233. All right, I'm changing my answers to match. <laughs> to match you what? Just said to put Texas on the blue side? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Texas was not blue on my electoral. Do it for capacity. the content. <laughs> this is real-time interactive decision-making. Uh, I'm going 344, 194 which is what happens when you turn Trump, uh, Texas uh, blue. So 344 less 38 means you had you had what I had before you swapped Texas on That's me. correct. That's All correct. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you and I are pretty close, I think, just looking at what we just done. Um, okay. Let's go through some Senate races really quickly. Uh, Maine, Sarah Gideon versus Susan Collins. Sarah. You're voting for a change in, in the Senate in Maine. All right. Yeah. See, I have insider intel from Maine. I have I have Maynard family up there, so okay. I I can say with a good degree of confidence that I feel good about Emmy two going Trump, but I also feel good about Sarah Gideon. Interesting. Yeah, I think uh, I think Susan Collins uh, is done. Uh, Arizona, Mark Kelly versus um, Oga Grief. What's her name? Martha McSally. Uh, yes, Martha McSally. Uh, apologies. Martha McSally. How could I have forgotten? Clearly, I'm going with Martha. Really? Yeah, that's the only reason why I knew who it was up against. Okay, that's a that's an upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have Mark Kelly. Yes, I, I, I go with Mark Kelly as well. Here's my view on this. Martha McSally becomes the first candidate in the history of politics to lose two specials. Um, so she will have served in the Senate, <laughs> run for re-election twice, uh, and never been elected. I've heard of a blue plate special. Is this a blue state special? <laughs> Did you plan? <laughs> Is this what happens when I give questions in advance? You like write shit like that? That was off the top. <laughs> uh, North Carolina. Our friend with the phone, Cal Cunningham. <laughs> he is uh, up against the incumbent Republican, who uh, Tom Tillis. Cal. Cal. Mm-hmm. I also have Cal. This is a squeaker, I think, but I think Cal pulls it out, which just goes to show you how pretty disliked uh, Tom is <laughs> in his mm-hmm. home state. Mm-hmm. Iowa. Johnny. Uh, Joni Ernst versus um, <laughs> Teresa Greenfeld. Johnny. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Ernst. <laughs> Johnny has it. <laughs> I should have just party? said Kanye at that point. <laughs> third party candidate. <laughs> Joni Ernst versus uh, Teresa Greenfield to you, Jason. Yeah, I have Joni. Joni, okay. Uh, 
Uh, I think Teresa Greenfield is going to somehow pull this off. I think the inability to get to an even halfway accurate answer on the price of a bushel of corn or soybeans or whatever it was in the debate is going to be uh, difficult for Joni to overcome. Uh, Georgia, and we're just going to do the regular election. We'll save this special for some other time because that is a whole circus. Uh, so just the Georgia election, which is the current David Perdue seat. Uh, he's running against John Ossoff, who lost in a special congressional uh, race in 17 for what is now Lucy McBass district there in Atlanta. Uh, so John Ossoff versus Perdue. Uh, Purdue. I also have Purdue. It's hard for me to see... Ossoff winning, even though Purdue uh, did not help himself in the debate the other night. Uh, Texas. So this is Senate uh, Majority Whip, I think. John Cornyn versus MJ Hagar. I have MJ. Wow. That's a big upset. Yeah, I do not. I do not have MJ. <laughs> Cornyn pulls it out. Yeah. Well, I've kind of already made this bed for myself because i picked that oh, great. Biden was going to win Texas. Uh -huh. and there's no way that Biden wins Texas and Cornyn wins. So I'm going to have to stick with MJ in this to be consistent. All right, last one. Our good friend uh, and former colleague, Lindsey Graham, uh, is up against Jamie Harrison in a hotly contested race where Jamie Harrison has raised roughly $12 trillion. Mm -hmm. Who wins? I still think Lindsey Graham. As do I. Yeah, that's a trifecta. Hard to see him losing. All right, a couple of house races really quickly. Texas 23rd, my friend Gina Ortiz-Jones against Tony Gonzalez. Just a little perspective there. Ortiz-Jones lost in 2016 by 900 votes. It's one of the narrowest, uh, or I'm sorry, in 2018, in 2018, in the 2018 races in the Congress. Uh, who wins this seat? This is uh, an interesting district in that it has the longest border uh, with another country of any congressional district in the country. Mm -hmm. Gina. I got to go with friend of the show. Friend of the show. Keith Jones. Yes. By a landslide. Not even By, close. Uh, <laughs> I, I do think she's going to beat him. Um, and, I, and I hope that happens. So good luck, Gina. Uh, this is an interesting one because it involves, you know, a relatively notorious uh, member of Congress in Louis Gohmert. Uh, you might recall him being one of the earlier congressmen to get uh, the coronavirus and to kind of wander around a little bit without a mask. He is up against Hank Gilbert, who is a local fella and has a fantastic accent. I've listened to him on a couple podcasts. They are going head-to-head -head in the Texas first. Uh, keep in mind, Gomert is the incumbent and won by about 40 points in 2016. I'm going Hank. You're going Hank, and he's going to pull it out. Jason. I can't follow you in on that one. Uh, 40 <laughs> points is a lot to make up ground, good accent or not. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is the accent won't overcome it. No. All right. I, I feel like in the alternate universe I've created for myself here that I'm going to have to go with Hank because in a world where Biden wins Texas, surely Hank can win the first. Listen, yeah. All right. A goes to B goes to C. It's a natural progression. Yes. I, I've created this syllogism. I got to stick to it. <laughs> All right. Uh, New Jersey 7, Tom Malinowski. This is, this is my home district. Uh, Tom Malinowski versus Tom Keene. Malinowski won in 2018, turning the seat blue for the first time since 1981. Long been a traditional Republican stronghold, but now held by a Democrat. Uh, he's up against Tom Keene, who is the son of the former governor of New Jersey. Uh, I think he's going to keep it. Yeah, easy. Easy. E this is easy money. All the Dems that are usually trapped in Manhattan this time of year are home and got nothing else to do other than vote. 
<laughs> and I'll throw in a little local uh, local politics here. The other night at about mm, three o'clock in the morning, I was doing back of the envelope math on uh, on the town of Westfield. Uh, my prediction uh, in the presidential is uh, 59% Joe Biden and uh, 41% to Donald Trump here in the Westfield town. We'll see if I can see, see if that works out. We'll put that on the record. Um, all right. Uh, last one. And this is a particularly interesting race, also a New Jersey race. This is Jeff Van Drew versus Amy Kennedy in the New Jersey second. What's interesting here is that Van Drew won in 18 as a Democrat, switched parties to some fanfare, um, and has become uh, a Republican. Who do we think is going to win this one? I think Amy. I think Joe Lieberman is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, there's a possibility that Joe Lieberman wins as a write-in in this race. But the correct answer is Amy Kennedy, uh, which will bring the grand total of, uh, I think, Republican-held seats in New Jersey, in the New Jersey Congressional Caucus, to maybe one, I think, or two. It's not many. All right, ballot initiatives, which are always super exciting. I'm going to zip through these. Mm -hmm. First up, something local, New Jersey marijuana legalization referendum. Pass or fail? Pass. Yeah, that's a pass. Everyone's home. <laughs> I don't think you can use that for all these questions. Ah, uh, that's fantastic. You can for this one. Yeah, yeah. So, so your argument on this one is, mm -hmm. it's been eight months, nobody's left the house, you got to legalize marijuana. Yes. That's a solid argument, actually. That should have been the campaign uh, for, for this proposition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I agree. That's three votes for marijuana legalization. I think that will pass. Um, Florida Amendment number two, raise minimum wage to $15. That's a no. There is no way that passes. <laughs> Polling shows it at like 60%. No way that passes. Nobody who's voting still takes a salary. There is no way this passes. <laughs> I don't even know what to make of that answer. <laughs> what no you're suggesting way. is that... Uh, the entire Florida electorate either makes their money off of dividends, is already long since retired waiting for Social Security, or they don't want to be documented so they can't get minimum wage anyway. There's no way anyone's voting for someone else to make money. Got it. Got it. So, so your argument here is you're either not in the country legally or you are over the age of 65 and earn all your money off of investments because you're retired and so you don't care what the, the minimum wage is. Right. Or you're, you're there for COVID and it's your fourth house and that's not the likely demographic of a let's kick up the minimum wage voter. So the, it, let's, let's put a name on that. That's the, uh, the Palm Beach voter. Yeah. Chels, did you weigh in on that one? You said it doesn't pass? I, no, I think it'll pass. Yeah, I think it'll pass too. I think because like those pass. Palm Springs people, uh, they don't. They, I don't think they care enough. They'll be like, "Oh, I'll let them have fifteen dollars an hour." <laughs> so let you're the going. People have money. You're going with the let them eat cake. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the largesse of the Palm Spring crowd will win over the day. <laughs> so this is this is a bone that they are throwing to keep them from storming the Bastille. <laughs> Lovely. Great. Yeah. It'll be a year yet before they finish their bunkers in Palm Beach. So right. they have to buy some time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Panic rooms and safe rooms. Uh, that, that business is going well in Palm Beach. All right. California Proposition 22, reducing protections 
in a new law designed to help gig workers gain access to benefits. So this is to literally create a loophole in that primarily for rideshare companies. It's being actively supported by them. Something like $200 million being spent across the rideshare platforms to try to get this passed. Uh, what do we think, Jason? I honestly have no idea. I mean, you have the sort of rank and file blue party elites are telling you to pull in one direction and you would think that California in some part would pull in the direction they tell them to. However, that's a lot of money in the other direction. And the places in which California tends to depart from that rank and file is along the tech sector. And there are some tech leaders suggesting they go in the other direction. There are a lot of people in the rideshare community who don't quite know what they want to think about where they should fall on this. It's like the second round of legislation built on a first round of bad legislation trying to figure out what to do with the gig economy. No one knows. It's a, it's a nightmare. 30 minutes in, we have hit the mother load with Jason's insight. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's good because it is not political. Yeah, you can actually talk about it. And it's on our so, beat. So let me ask you a question. The... Um, were you on Reddit for like 45 minutes to get to that answer or or this is just from your your uh, ambient knowledge? Ambient knowledge. I mean, any All legislation right. that affects independent working is something that's going to affect me and be interested in me as a proponent of some segments of the gig economy as a good future for how work should go and uh, a critic of how other segments of the gig economy is exploitative. This is overly broad legislation to fix something that is dozens of different industries that they're throwing in the same pot and that never works well. And now a commercial from Dolores Kearns Goodwin on her new book, <laughs> Labor in America. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here on NPR. Chelsea, do you have an answer on this one? No, I think I agree. I just actually don't understand why this is the government's issue. I think it should be company and contractor and then contractors that are 40 plus hours a week for company, I think, you know, have the right to gain access to benefits, I think, if you're asking them to work that. But then as soon as you give them access to benefits, then they become sort of an employee technically. So like, are they required to work different hours than what they were used to and the reason why they even became a contractor? So I think it becomes an issue in all ways. And it has to go down to the relationship a company has with that specific contractor. Voice of the Worker Radio uh, host, <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> well, what's your take, comrade? <laughs> I was going to say, my God, we really waded into it here at the end. Um, I think this is a tough one. I don't think it passes. Uh, I think they passed the protections for a reason. I think there's some momentum around that. I think, you know, if you look at a particular market like San Francisco, you know, already has such uh, income disparity, wealth disparity. Um, you know, I, I, I just can't, I can't imagine where all the necessary votes for this thing come from, but I don't know. I, I also said Biden's going to win Texas. So what the hell do I know? <laughs> all right. Last question. Any other thoughts on election day that you want to throw out? This is your 15 second, anything you want to say about it within the confines of nonpartisanship and nothing to get us fired. Well, it should be brief. <laughs> Um, I think I'm going to try to spend this election day sober. You're nuts. Yeah. You're absolutely nuts. I tell you what, if you do that, uh, I'll buy you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Uh, I just don't think I can wake up the day after also with a hangover. With a hangover and a hangover? Yeah. 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 So that's my plan going in. We'll see how long that lasts. 
Any other any other thoughts on election day and or how you will spend it? No, I thought, you know, I thought you were going to ask the question about who's going to win the presidential election. And my answer was going to be the one with the most votes. Uh, so that's that. Okay. <laughs> uh, what I will be doing on election day is most likely hiding under the couch and drinking all the drinks that Jason's not going to be drinking. Shoot <laughs> it. Uh, um, I can tell you right now, no sleep till uh, an outcome. There's no chance uh, I'm going to bed uh, before three or four o'clock in the morning. Uh, I will have multiple TVs on. I will be on multiple screens outside of the TVs. I'll be wired into the Borg for for sure. I'll be placing calls to old friends I have in uh, in political jobs from uh, my life uh, several lifetimes ago. I will be full in uh, to the scenario. Um, and there will definitely be a drink or two in that for sure. And a reminder, we will be covering this live on Chelsea's Twitch channel, Night Of. <laughs> right. <laughs> Called Pretty Pretty Princess Board Game Twitch Channel, starring Chelsea. That's my dream, guys. <laughs> I love the idea of of doing analog board games Twitch on a channel. Twitch channel. I think you've hit on something there. Like, that's wide open. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. All right. Any last predictions? Any race that I left out that you guys feel passionate about? Anything? Any local race? You know, school board? I know, Jason, surely you've gotten involved in local school politics up there. Uh, well, I have gotten involved in some local politics. Uh, I went down to the firehouse, the volunteer firehouse, which is a two minute walk from me to uh, get spaghetti on spaghetti and meatballs night last weekend nice. from the women's volunteer fire. Uh, squad. I love it. Met some lovely ladies and uh, found out that they have a bar downstairs in the firehouse, which I suppose in more enlightened times we are allowed to go drink at. So I'm now doubly excited for the pandemic to end whenever it does so that I can walk down the street and drink with volunteer firefighters. Uh, I can tell you right now, I am adding a line to my things I'm doing when the pandemic ends (laughs) and uh, drinking with you at the volunteer fire department is high on the list. And if that's not local politics, I don't know what is. No, that is, you hit it right on the head. Chels, any local politics there in the JC you want to cover? No, no, I don't. (laughs) It's very nice over here. (laughs) Glad to hear it. Thank you. (laughs) Well, listen, I can't thank you enough. Uh, As you can tell, we prepped for weeks for this pod. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. Hopefully you uh, had a little chuckle uh, at an otherwise fascinating moment in American history. For our international listeners, um, in case you can't tell, nobody has any idea what's going to happen, which makes our guesses as good as anybody else's. So hope you enjoy them, and uh, we'll be back out to you real soon. Bye.